Welcome, daters, to the, the Yentas. We are three matchmakers. Eliza Ben Shalom. Michal Neistetter. And Danielle Selber. Yenta can carry a negative, gossipy connotation. We are not that. We are love professionals and proud to be Yentas. This is a part of our tradition, our history. We support your search for your person. The three of us met over coffee many years ago and have collaborated and supported each other and our clients ever since. This is your invite to our chat at the virtual coffee shop. Who should you date? Who should you marry? These are the biggest decisions a person can make. You don't have to do it alone. You've got us. Ready? Come on in. Take a seat. Modern day yentas talking about modern day words. Yeah, this is not quite a word of the day. It's a it's a phrase, phrase. of the day. Yeah, it counts. Jewish geography. What does it mean, Michal? It's like a game that I love to play, but I try to resist playing it. <laughs> talk it's about so weird. Bageling people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's totally in alignment with Jewish geography, which is basically like you're Jewish, I'm Jewish. I'm gonna throw out some references and let's see where we connect. That's bageling, right? So, so we, I don't know, meet at a random uh, place at a coffee shop somewhere, and we're talking about something, and I give throw out a Jewish reference that I just did something with Shabbat, and you're like, oh, mm, like all of a sudden you, you know I'm em. Jewish. Right? Right. But and, that's and then, so different. And then people from... want to play Jewish geography. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, do you know? Did you th- go to this camp? Right, did you go to this camp? Did you go to this youth group? Did you go to Israel? What year were you there? When did you graduate? Yes. yes. And then everybody wants to drop a name. Like, actually, in Jewish matchmaking in the show, you see Danny and Sean. They did it. Right? They loved yeah. it. The South African Jewish so geography. Cute. They yeah. totally played it. It was hysterical. And it, was, and it happened. It was they great. found a contact. Yeah. So let's define it. So it's a popular game sometimes played when Jews meet each other for the first time and try to identify people they know in common. Yes. <laughs> why do we do this? Let us unpack why Jewish people find this to be the most fun game we play. It's at the core of who we are. We want, Everybody, first of all, they want to yenta. They want to talk. They want to network. And they want to connect. And if you know somebody and I know somebody and we know the same somebody, like, poof, we're like new best friends through association. I think it's also because, like, there's so many different ways to be Jewish at different times of your life. So... Uh, my gosh today we're on like the morning news and the guy drops like I was in USY and things like that so (laughs) at some point people are a part of different Jewish organizations in different periods of their lives and so Jewish geography is really fun to play because it connects you to different timelines and to people all over the world do do other people do this besides Jewish right is there like Greek geography there must be you think I don't know. I don't know. Jews are extra with our summer camps. <laughs> yeah. like, you know? Well, I think there's also a layer to it. There's something comfortable, right? And almost like a, a layer of pre-qualification to like knowing someone has something in common with you, right? This Jewish piece or the or the same camp or whatever. Like it, it's the same reason people come to matchmakers, right? For another like layer of protection, someone else to help them vet the people around right. them. So right. I think in some ways people are looking for like something to cling to. So that you're not talking to a total stranger. Yeah, I think it's points of connection. Yeah. I think you said the word protection, and I was thinking, yes, and connection. Like, 
in Hebrew, we say protexia. Like mm-hmm. that's your protection. Like I got my people who are looking out for me. But then the people who are looking out for you are also your points of connection that are going to bridge the gap to the next job, to the next event, to buying your house or to meeting your person. Jewish geography is all about hmm. people, like matchmaking people with other people to do stuff in the world. Does this happen to you all, like, just because we are matchmakers, I mean, people come to me and send me a screenshot of someone's Facebook profile all the time to be like, who are they? What do you know about them? Yes. You're a mutual friend. I mean, especially if, you're, yeah, especially if you're a mutual friend. They're like, well, they're one of your friends. And what I was do you like, know about this person? One of 5,000 that <laughs> I haven't met. <laughs> right. That's the only problem. But sometimes I do know them, and right. I'm like, okay, this is a... This is not Jewish geography. Well, no, this is, this is different. This is this is yeah, but it like it, it touches a little bit right. of like lashon. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and you how know, we speak like, about other I... people and how you mm-hmm. know people. And sometimes complex. I'll be like, sometimes they'll just send me a screenshot and I'll just say, not a match, and they'll be like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Like I don't want to say I, anything. You know, and I appreciate you saying that because from you, it's professional advice. But it bothers me when other people come to me and I would maybe make a suggestion and they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so said it's not a match. I said, why? They're like, I don't know. They just said it wouldn't work between us. I said, okay, if they're a professional in the industry, I would take that more seriously. Mm. But if they're not, I want an explanation. I want to understand what do they see? What do they know that I don't? Or is that their opinion that maybe I don't happen to agree with and I'm a professional in the industry. I see things differently. And they're like, I didn't ask them. I don't know. I'm like, good, Mm -hmm. go get me data and information Mm -hmm. and let's look at this. And maybe they're right. I'm I'm not opposed to hearing that somebody had a really good reason that this won't work, but maybe they're not right. Maybe they met them in a moment or maybe they heard something about the person that said, oh, I don't think that's going to be for you. Or maybe they changed. Maybe they knew them 10 years ago and they don't have an updated version of who they are. And to me, just to say no thank you or it doesn't work, if it comes from a professional, I'm willing to hear it. But from just anybody random without an explanation, I need a little more data. It's part of our job, right, to dig into that a little bit. I think so. But I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if I met someone five years ago, they, they might be a completely different person But now. would you also say that? Like, I people have said to me, oh, do you know so-and-so? And I said, well, I did five years ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't had an update since then. And I really can't speak honestly. They're like, no, no, but what do you think? I said, what I think is I don't have enough data to share with you because I don't really know who they are today. Maybe they're the same person. My information's only relevant if they're the same, but I can't tell you that. So I actually can't speak speak intelligently about them. Yes, I know them, but from five years ago, I only have a, mm. a snapshot. It, it, it's a photograph in time. It's a memory, and it's not something that's updated. And unless you have updated information, I think we should be careful about playing our little Jewish geography for the mm. sake of matchmaking. Hmm. Context is key. And I mean, if we're talking about complicated layers of this, there's also a little bit of like a dark side of Jewish geography, which I've heard from people, which is that it can it can be like deployed as a sort of exclusionary tactic, right? Like if someone didn't go to Jewish summer camp or if they didn't grow up in a typical Jewish community or they converted, for example, those folks can actually feel from these Jewish geography games left out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with it. But it is something to remember that like not everyone looks Jewish or grew up just the same way as you or me. So we always have to think about those folks and make sure they feel part of our community as much as anyone else. I'm so really glad you important. said that yeah because people you know move through judaism and you know different stages of their lives and they move in and out or we've been talking about this you know all day 
And it's fascinating, and it's not like an open question of like, how are you exploring your Judaism now versus before? It's more just like boom, 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 mm -hmm. you know? Who were you before? What, what were you a part of? What did you pay for, you know? There's probably some class things there because it's it's expensive to you know be a part of a lot of things that's a good point like what As synagogue did you go to or something there are inherent questions within these questions yeah i think there's also a base level of who do you know right if you live in a certain area or you just had friends just generically from being in a certain area it, there there could be like a baseline level of this that's not excluding people or Absolutely. or anything like that but there are people also that are jewish that don't live in a jewish community at all that never have um, some of the people i worked with have said this is the first time i'm dating a jewish person mm -hmm. and i think that that like you're saying that we should be careful of that we should uh, have an awareness that not everybody might be able to play that game so gracefully Wait, is the Kevin Bacon basically like a form of Jewish geography? Kind Six of degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's the exact same thing. Do you know this game, Elisa? I <laughs> mean, I know Six Degrees of Separation. The same <laughs> thing, yes. <laughs> I don't know why Kevin renamed. Bacon became the, the poster child. Yeah, but the idea is that you, you can always find a, a actor at least six steps away from Kevin Bacon in a movie. Like, this actor was with this actor who played with this actor in this movie, and that person was in a movie with Kevin oh. Bacon. People must be doing that with you now, Elisa. Elisa, now you're famous. Kevin Bacon. I just yeah. heard the rhyme in my head, and I just figured somebody substituted it, but no, I did not know that that was the game. There's a rhyme? <laughs> no, but people must be doing that with you now, oh, Elisa. Yeah, like, know I know what? someone who knows Elisa who went to something with Elisa. Yes, <laughs> yes this is exactly what happened. I don't know. This is all new to me. Well, I this is why people text out. Michal and I all day about the show. We're not on the show but they're like oh my god Elisa. Like, oh, wait, you know her yeah, you guys are you know her. so you must know the answer how do i get on season two? Oh, okay the, no, 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 the, everybody's never... asking me like, okay I... can i just announce it to the world the only way to get on season two is to have a season two to get renewed for it and the only way to get that is that you have to watch all eight episodes on all the Netflix accounts out there, like <laughs> millions of accounts. Lisa, so, if they watched one, they watched eight. We know it. We yeah. know that they watched the whole Nobody thing. Nobody only watched episode one. Yeah, you got to binge. Yeah. You just got to get through it. <laughs> but really, they're they're watching to see, do people want it? Does the world want this? Somebody said, can we go somewhere and can we vote for the show? I said, no. The way you vote is with your eyes. You watch it. <laughs> and that's the only way to do it. That's the way you say, I like the content that's here. And I watched all of it. Not just, oh, I watched the first one. I turned it off. And oh, yay, glad there's a mm. show there. They're not going to make a show that people just watch one episode of. My friend just watched it twice. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they count twice, but I'm going to ask oh. somebody. Good okay. question. Two different accounts. I've seen episode one six times <laughs> just because of my like life and all the people who made me watch oh it with goodness. them. So wow. that's where I'm Maybe at. we should do a different episode tomorrow. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Are we ready for the question of the day? Or we are. We, um... Yeah, let's bring up the question of the day. I know. It just made me think, as we were talking about how Rabbi um, Bernath was just like, you guys should just be schmoozing on this podcast, just doing, like, your thing. I want to see. I'm like, are we doing it? Yeah. And now that we're in person, I'm like, oh, we are so vibing. Like, this is, like, a good second date, third date where you're like, oh, I want to go on another one again. Like, hey, I feel so much better about this. You 3,000 miles I'm away. I'm coming back to Philly just okay. to record this podcast. Okay. Done. Yeah. I, I guess if you guys couldn't tell, Eliza is in studio with us right now <laughs> yeah. in Philadelphia. And it's, we're so happy because we used to hang out like all the, all time. the freaking time. Yeah. And we wouldn't do like a coffee date. It wouldn't be like, okay, let's meet for like nine to 10. It would be a Yenta's morning yes. that we would completely block off. And Eliza was always late. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could count on her being late though. So that was good. No, but we it's would true. be there for hours at a time, just like kind of working, kind of meeting, kind yep. of reflecting, kind Wait, of 
matchmaking. It was like a co-working coffee schmooze me. Do your own thing. Do it together. Yeah, hop out for a phone call. Come right back. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, anyways, you guys are here. And then all the random interviews. Danielle, you were always good at, and maybe Michal also at bringing like PR. You're like, somebody's coming to interview us. We're going to be in the paper. I'm like, oh, oh. I would have my client. I'd be like, oh, you want to meet me for coffee? Why don't you meet me on like Wednesday at like 2 p.m. Knowing that the other yentas would be there, (laughs) so I could be like, guys, can you guys help me think of a match for them? Or what do you think? Because I'm like, I'm struggling and I want to help them get open-minded about X, Y, and Z, you know? Mm -hmm. So we were always, anyways, um, okay. So I'm gonna queue up our question. We're gonna get started, okay. Hello, yentas. Um, My name is Alex and I've been dating Jewish for what feels like most of my life. Um, I also date outside the religion, but nonetheless, uh, my question for you is, I am in a situation where a family for me uh, doesn't necessarily involve kids being born with myself and my future partner. Um, now, I am totally open to adoption, and I'm totally open to dating single moms. Um, however, my age and my situation, um, you know, with the women that I tend to attract um, and date, want kids of their own. So my question is, when, like, on what date number and how should I bring up to these women that I'm not really in a position to father my own children, you know, without scaring them off and without losing the potential match of women that I've already found connected? Okay. I appreciate this question so much. I'm so glad you shared it. Heavy, heavy also. I think it was brave to ask the question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're talking about infertility here, right? We're talking about the inability to have kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's part of me that wants to say, maybe through your dating profile and how you're sharing things, maybe get real open and real vulnerable and actually put it out there, which some people who are extroverted and comfortable and have a certain confidence, well, that's just who I am and that's just what my situation is, they will actually say it. And what it does is it repels all the right people, takes away the people that are not appropriate, and it attracts and magnetizes and draws the people that are appropriate. Mm -hmm. Just for example, I had a client and she said to me, I don't really know if I want to have kids. I don't like... I don't know if I need to, I don't know if I want to. If I met somebody and he was really set on having them, okay, so uh, maybe I would have one, but I'm not really set on having kids. It's not my thing. And I thought, oof, okay, how are we gonna go about that? And I do think that one way to do it is to just put it out there that this is the situation, Here's, here's what is and here's what I'm open to. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm cringing at myself as I say it. And I'm going, no, don't do that. And and he's asking, okay, well, what date, when, and how? Um, this is similar to any, I'm going to call it medical situation, where it's not an exact date number, although I will give you a certain dates, but it's not an exact number. It's more of at the point where you are feeling connected to somebody and you know they're feeling connected to you, but you're not in la-la land. Okay, so I don't want you to be both so bought in that you can't think objectively once you share this. Mm -hmm. I want there to be a feeling of connection and I'm drawn to you where it's worthwhile for me to share my personal business with you because not everybody in the world needs my personal business. You don't deserve to know everything about me. (sighs) And then at the same time, not so far in that 
somebody couldn't say no and walk away fairly. Mm. Which to me, if we're talking about dating, look, some people can build an, a connection over the first three dates and really start to feel very emotionally connected, in which case I'd say by date four or five or six, you should say something. Other people can't even build an emotional connection for three months. So I, I don't want to give an exact date number, but it's that moment where I like you, you like me, and it's before we're taking it to the next level that I want to be open, I want to be vulnerable, I want to share this with you, hmm. and let's see if we can make it work. Hmm. It's a very interesting question that was that was thought-provoking, what you said, Aliza. Danielle, you're the magical wordsmith of this group. Do you think that there's a way to say something on your online dating profile? I do. I, I'm In this specific situation, I'm the transparency drum banger on this stuff. I really think that like one of the only good things about online dating is that you have the opportunity to, to craft this kind of message and put it out there and be as, uh, as clear as you possibly can be. And to Elise's point, to attract the right people, right? Like if there is this incredible like single mom out there who's looking for her partner and doesn't want to have more kids, she also feels like she's in an impossible situation and really hard to date, right? And maybe she's looking for this guy who has who's open to that same thing. So for him to say that and like, I, I just like, cl I like clear wording. I would want it to be like the first or second thing in his profile and to be as, as like to use the word infertility, like use the words, be clear. That would be my why advice. Why infertility? Why can't they say? I, I think you say why. Well, I'm, I not, can't, I'm not interested in having my own kids. Why not, can't they? Because he, he, did, he didn't say it? he's not interested. He could say, while I'm not able to have, or while I'm not able to father my own children, I am very much looking forward to either A, being a father of your child or children, right. or to adopting and bringing a new child into our lives. Ding, right? Ding. Now, that left it totally open, and I'm like, ooh. Why can't he have children? Oh, wow, that's, you know, like, what a sensitive way to say that. I'm curious about this human. Now I want to get to know him. I'm going to message him and I want to, like, I, it's so vulnerable. It's so open. It makes me want to be open back. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's something very special about owning it and being upfront, but it's not right for everybody. So mm -hmm. I, I want to say that's one way to go. Another way to go is just to meet people and to go about the process and then share it somewhere in the middle. But I'm going to give one warning. If you're reading dating profiles and things and a woman is writing, and I'm so happy, I can't wait to build a family and I love children and children mm -hmm. and children and children. And they're going on and on and gushing about it. You may want to consider who you're dating, and that might not be an ideal match unless she also goes on and on about how she wants to adopt and, you know, build a family in a, a non-traditional way hmm. and shares it like that. Mm. I guess I, my mind is just taking me to what it's like to work as a matchmaker because people come to you with all of I mean my Everything. god there's so many different ways to be and in your search and I remember working with a woman who just didn't want to have kids and she was 33 and same thing like in my mind I was just like how am I gonna do this I don't know how I'm gonna do this mm -hmm. but I did meet one guy who was like you know I'm okay if I have kids and I'm okay if I don't and I was like oh my god yes I met a unicorn <laughs> you know who's like okay either way um and they've been together like for I think four years now at this point. So oh, I'm yeah. very happy for them. With no kids. <laughs> yeah, with no, they have like three pets. Um, <laughs> there you go. But, um, yes. Um, so yes. Yeah, so obviously, working with a matchmaker, matchmaker can be the way. But I feel like you're gonna probably get the most bang for your buck by being really transparent online. 
what it what it does also is that it keeps you it protects you from ever being accused of like a bait and switch right if you put it out there up front i guess the person can choose not to read your profile right i guess that's on them but you have told them all the information that you possibly could you have given them the gift of information and then they get to do with it what they will so you're you're also protecting yourself in some ways you're being vulnerable but you're also protecting yourself from a moment where you could get really burned by somebody accusing you later of saying you hid this from me even on day two or three. That's right because he might say I love children and I'm looking forward to having a family. Both of those things are true Right. but he just didn't say and I can't do it on my own. Hmm. Yeah. You know I, I'm, I think a part of me is struggling with this because not everybody is like dating and like they want to find their forever person. Um, the issue is that he's at an age where like a lot of the women in his camp are looking for their forever person. And there's something to be said for relationships that happen where you just take it for what it is without making these like huge decisions in the moment, you know? And we know that that exists and that happened where people don't deal with this fertility stuff up front. They just wanna love. Love, is, love is good. <laughs> and I think that he's gonna find love can we give him a blessing to find yeah let's yeah. give him a, okay. i think he will find love too i think i think it might be like a little bit rocky to navigate this but i don't think it's going to be any more rocky than anything else that people deal yes. with there's all i've dealt with clients who've had ms and diabetes yeah. and all sorts of diagnoses and while this is a thing we live in a world where so many things are a thing so yeah. i don't i don't want him or anybody listening to lose any hope don't worry there's somebody else who's got a problem far more serious and more intense than you and you also can find love don't worry That's i okay. love that okay so the blessing alex is that you should meet somebody wonderful who loves values and appreciates you for who you are that she should be open to building a family in a way that works for the both of you and that this should happen for you this year hmm. Amen. let's match them Danielle let's do it amen thank you so much for Yenta Ng with us today join us for coffee next week you can find us on Instagram at Elizabeth Shalom at Michal Matches or at Danielle Selber if you want to submit your question, slide into our DMs.